BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. UFC Unfiltered today, Matt and myself make violent love. No, no we don't. We talked to Max Holloway and we also talked to Brian Kelleher. It's a really fun episode, despite my opening. And I leave for a second to take a phone call. No big deal. He may finish it here. Oh, he's out. He can't out. It is all over. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts... Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Indeed we are. Jim and Matt are here, as well as Chris, the producer. Yes. And we have a fun show today. We have uh, phone calls from uh, Max Holloway, the uh, yes. guy who I like a lot. New, champion. New featherweight champion. A very decisive win. Oh. oh. Hold on, guys. Jimmy's phone's ringing. Hold on one second. Jimmy's phone's ringing. Oh, wait. Oh, go ahead. No. Oh, he's oh. running in the other room. What do I, you know what I think of that, though, when we at the start of the show? This is what I think of your phone ringing. This is what I think it is. This is what I think. I'm gonna, yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, boom again. <laughs> Keep going, people. Keep, no, do that again. Hey, uh-huh. you know what I think of uh, your phone ringing? Yeah, it's like being in the movie and the phone rings. Then he runs out. Can I ask you what is, I want to ask him when he comes back in the room. Yeah. What's more important than the fucking show? <laughs> what is it? Knows. I'm sorry. Is it Sam Roberts on the phone from your other show? It is. It's probably Sam is that, Roberts. Is that right. more important than this? I guess. It might be that new girl he's seeing. I don't want to blow up his spot. I don't know. He likes this girl. Yeah, we hit the ground um, running. We were ready to go. I mean, I, I mean, definitely. We, it, I thought we were yeah. hit the ground running. <laughs> we just came to a, a sudden halt. But I'll talk to you. Great. So we got um, Brian. How do you pronounce his last name? Kelleher. You know who I rolled with this morning? His instructor, his professor. Oh, that's his, perfect. His black belt, Sarah BJJ black belt, Joe Monahan, former NYPD detective. Sorry about that. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I apologize for doing that. I would normally. No, but can I ask you something? You know, I I love you. What's more important than the show? Was that Sam Roberts? Was that your other show calling? No, it was TMZ. So was it really? The reason you take the call is you never know if if something you've said is a problem. So now I took a call. But uh, I I also placed for our podcast. I thought we would pause. No, 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 no pause. pause. That's like me after screwing up when it's a stutter, and you're like, "No, that's staying in." Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling my my power. I'm, that's all that whole stay, if, that's if, staying if, in. If this was li- that's fine. I, if this was live, I actually would have turned it off. Yeah. But whenever you see TMZ calls, it's it's yeah. it's literally one of those things where like I do the radio show in the morning. Yeah. Did I say something fucked yeah. up? So tell me. No, they just want they want me break your news. Had nothing to do with me. Uh, they want me on the sh- possibly on the show later to discuss a situation. Oh, that has nothing to do with me. That I just it's not to do with you. 
But that, but I've waited on it. All right. I'll tell you off the air. But that, that's right. why I did. I panic when you see them on the phone. You're like, oh fuck, did I say something? We talked about like Bill Maher this morning. Oh, we yeah. talked about a lot of stuff. Chris, Chris, the producer. Let, let's give him a pass. I mean, he is he's a huge talent. But you panic when you see All that. Right. That call is not like a great call. I'm almost like, did I fuck up? Let me tell you, I see Ray Longo call. I see a D- Dean Thomas call. You know what I do? What? I decline. I always decline calls. You <laughs> write, write the voicemail. Ozzy Osbourne called me once while I was on this yeah? show. Yeah? No. I just wanted to see what that set felt like to say it. About to call you I'm a name lying. dropper, but you I wouldn't was lying. do that. There, would have, there would have been a Jim Norton cartoon shape in the door if Ozzy called during the Literally, show. Literally, yeah. I would have stepped on Dana's feet getting out of the room to answer the phone <laughs> so, for Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, uh, no, I was just telling Chris the producer this morning, I told you I did some rolling. Which yes, I, you did. I go, listen, it's, 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 an everyday, it's an everyday thing for it me, like when I'm, especially when I'm coming in here, and we talk about it all, t- all the time, but the point is, I was saying today, talking to Brian Keller, well, yes. he does yeah, Keller. Kelleher. 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 Yeah. Yeah. All right, it's not Keller, it's yeah. Kelleher. Kelleher. What's That's his nickname? I like the way you're saying that. Boom. Is it Boom? Yeah. Is it? Brian yeah. Boom. Brian Kelleher. Boom. All yeah. right. So uh, I was training with, you know, he's from Long Island. Yes, he is. Strong Island. His uh, jujitsu coach, um, I rolled with one of his jujitsu coaches. It's a Sarah BJJ black belt, Joe Monahan, former NYPD detective. Used to keep the streets safe here in Manhattan. You know, and it's funny too. You're talking about rolling uh, Brazilian jujitsu. I'm drinking decaf coffee today because yeah. I really think I have adrenal fatigue. Yeah. Like I, I, my energy is so bad. And they say caffeine because I'm thinking yesterday I want to take, I want to go to Gracie's and take jujitsu. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I'm willing to give up the other gym for a month just to start. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm so, ex- it's, it's a weird exhaustion. It's not lazy. It's not being, it's like literally like you feel like you can't lift your arms. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not sick. So someone said it might be adrenal uh, uh, fatigue. So I'm going to a doctor next week and uh, I'm going to cut coffee and try. All right. I'm and not I trying to, my nails yesterday. I'm not trying to. Uh, at Matt so I can grab in a roll. You got me. Let me ask you. You sure you're take not. Limbs. I'm not trying to scare your, um, your dates, but you sure you're not sick? Pretty sure. I'm kidding. Believe me, I've thought I'm of it. Around. But I've been like this for so long. Yeah, I, yeah, I trust me. No, I, I've actually I got to get tested. No, again. no, you're fine. You're fine. I hope so. Because you're losing weight. No, I'm only kidding. You look great. I'm not though. I put weight on. Yeah. I believe me. I hope I'm not sick. I, you know, you got me all freaked out. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm fucking around. I'm just trying to roll. See, look at my nails. No, no, see my nails. No. I got you. you, got, you do, I got you got him got in a wrist. Yeah, hold that yeah. again. Hold that again. You see this? Yeah. Hold it tight. I can't pull. I can't pull. Look at that. I go through the thumb. No, but that's cheating. No, that's now, see what Matt did is he pulled his arms. You're not allowed to do that. I broke grips all day morning, like I told you. How'd you do that again? Break my grip right. again? Well, I'm not going to pull back and oh, forth. Yeah. I go towards that thumb. See, I'm here. You got me. Ready? Yeah. Whoa, I got you. <laughs> okay, grab me. Let me try it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Where's your other hand going? Don't be weird, Jimmy. I'm not. Okay. Hold on. I go like this. No. What? I'll, 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 uh, let me put my mic here. Okay, go ahead. Hold on. Now, I'm holding your wrist. People looking in is going to think this is And I got to go like that hard? No, no, you're going, you're going the wrong way. Go towards my thumb, this like way. This? No, yeah, this way. Go like you're trying to grab, go here, see this little space? Yeah. Come here, out, and try to grab me. You see? So I got you this way. Okay, go down not bad, not bad. All Look right. at you. Oh, that's good. What are you, you doing? You're... I can't help it. I break holds. That's what I do. <laughs> that is what you do. You might be a natural. <laughs> you do what you do. I do what I break holds. Ooh. Wouldn't it be annoying if he was just like a prodigy at jiu-jitsu? Just immediately oh, imagine, imagine that. <laughs> yeah. I'll try to get now because now I'm not going to squeeze hard and break my fucking arm. No, dude, there's always uh, an answer for everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know anything about that, but that but, was uh, fun. I, whew, I'm tired, um, so no one can say I have never tried it. 
That's Friday. <laughs> it's fun, we rolled from. It? it was a kind of a mini roll. Oh, let me tell you, a mini roll, pizza roll, dude. I gotta. If imagine if I, I just gotta eat better. No, we're gonna get back. Listen, it's all about balance. Sure. We're, we're gonna talk the. We it's all a part of the, this. Is all a part of martial arts. Eating good. It is. Well, me like, breaking the thumb grip easily. By the way, I I literally am just. I'm like a walking like yin and yang symbol. Not just because I'm round. <laughs> but I am like. Listen, I eat. I eat bad. Uh, yesterday, I started off right. And I had like a protein bar, and I'm running around in the mornings. So I had a couple of protein bars sure. before I had to pick up my kids, and I got some training in. Rolled with uh, I rolled with a lot of cops lately. I rolled with uh, what was it um, Suffolk County police officer uh, Joe Riley, and uh, so I rolled with that guy for like 15 minutes with the gi, nice roll. So I'm doing everything's going well, pushing the fluids. I drink a lot of seltzer. You think that helps him a lot soda. when he's on the job? He's fucking got the he's used well, to grabbing I, shirts. I, I like rolling with the police officers. You know why? First of all, uh, these guys are my buddies, and second of all. Uh, that might it might uh, serve them in in real life. You know I mean? Sure, is he a black belt? Uh, one one of them, Joe Riley, is a brown belt, and uh, Joe Monahan's a black belt for a while. So if a guy yeah. grabs him, and he's a cop. He's gonna arrest somebody. Guy turns around, they're yeah. in trouble. Yeah, they're gonna be able to handle themselves. No, no, no problem. No problem. And they have, and and they've without without hurting people too. Yeah, you, just you know put what I mean. Guy down, That's sure. the beautiful thing. You about shooting guy, you put him you down. Know, they used to me trying to fucking strangle them. <laughs> so somebody doesn't know what they're doing. It's just, it, it's you know. Even if the guy's bigger than you. I told you. I feel yeah. <laughs> you're funny with that. I feel that every person in law enforcement should be at least a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I stated that before, and I continue to state that because sometimes they get taught stuff in the academy that's like, oh yeah, that's great. That's gonna work for this this 100 pound female officer. You know what I mean? I don't know. It, it annoys me. I know what you're saying. Yeah, because it's it's just the way things should be. I'm gonna I'm gonna begin. So this me cutting yes. down the decaf is the first step. I'm gonna try to get rid of this adrenal fatigue. So I have the normal. I feel actually a little bit better now than I normally do at this hour. Yeah, a little bit more awake because might- I have not had any caffeine. I had three two decafs today. I like the coffee though. You know me, container coffee, regular guy. But you know, I feel better. You know what I had? What I wake up. Let me tell you how I wake up. I have a club, a nice cold club soda, like a seltzer water flavored one. Oh, it's so delicious. And I drink the whole thing, Jimmy. And then I drink a double shot of espresso. And then I kind of sit on the toilet, go through my stuff on the... <laughs> I don't have to go through everything, but it, that I have my first thing of caffeine then, and I do my thing, I get ready, I take my kids to school, then I go to train. Uh, then, after I probably pass out on the train here, which I usually, well, for at least, whatever, 15 minutes, uh, when I get to Penn Station, I usually grab a five-hour energy, because I like the five-hour energy. Yeah, you do. It makes me happy. Who are you smiling at? I Some guy know. just walked in and he waved at me. Yeah, I don't know, I think we're I... doing a show in here. I know, Not you, I that guy. But... Oh, that was that guy that popped in that time. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. no, old man. Uh, what's his name? Why don't we have a curtain on this? What, what's what's the what's the guy's name in uh in the Brooks. Shining? Oh, Scatman Crothers. Scatman Is anybody home? His name was Turkle. The guy no, came in here like, dude, that guy, rest. did you lock the door? I just locked the door. Thank God. Wait, what was his Les- name? <laughs> what was his Hong name? Hong Kong Fui. No, what was his he name? He did the voice in, for in Hong the Shining. Kong Fui. Wait, in The Shining. I it was Doc. He was Dick Halloran. Hey, how about some ice cream, Doc? And, oh, no, wait. What's up, Doc? Yeah, it was Dick Halloran. <laughs> Is anybody home? Yeah, all that. Dude, I... He took that flight over. He had bad dreams. Continental all, to get, all, to, all to get a fucking axe in the belly. Literally, his coat was still on. Did, That's he didn't how do Rube anything. Nicholson was. He put an axe in his chest with his coat still and What on. was he doing there anyway? He's going in there on arm, looking for a little kid because he knew there was problems. Even jujitsu wouldn't have stopped an axe in the chest. Yeah, well, I mean. He might have reflexes might have been better. But then again, the house is haunted and against him. Yeah, the house was against him. It wanted him so to be killed. What a... 
What a, so you so you think Jack Nicholson wasn't really a, a bad dude? He just kind of got crazy. From no, and it, well that that was why St- the movie was wonderful. <laughs> Stephen King did not like the film because it concentrated too much on the evil of the guy and not the evil of the house. Oh, that's but the bottom line is, whatever Kubrick did, he made it scarier because Stephen King's version of The Shining sucked. Uh, the book was great, but yeah, the house was evil, and um, and uh, Jack uh, Torrance was his name. Uh, you know, he became evil you know, because funny. of the house. My wife likes my wife's younger than me. You know, and so a boy. Hey, yeah. So, uh, you know, what is that going to do with anything? Oh, she saw the other Shining, the, the one that was on TV. She's like, oh, that's my, that's the good one. Like, what are you no, nuts? Not. That version stinks. What are you crazy? That version. Are you a crazy woman? <laughs> How could you say that? I don't know. Here's Johnny. He just improv. I love that. I know it was so silly. Oh, that was great, Jimmy. People today won't understand what that means. Uh, by yeah. the way, here's a little callback to last week. You were talking, not last Do week, it. last episode, the uh, the haka you were talking about. You Ooh, wanted to learn the dance. The haka. Richie got in touch with me on Instagram. This guy Richie, and yeah. he said Pacific Warriors on Netflix. It's like a documentary if you yeah. really want to learn it. Yeah. Would they do that? Oh, no. yeah. I want to know the words they're saying. It, it, it chants to the ancestors, dead ancestors, I think. Is it Hawaiian? Ho- it's not Hawaiian. No, it's, from, it? it's, it's New Maori. Zealand. Maori. Yeah. Oh. Maoris don't fuck around, man. They, they carry those big, uh, like those, I forget what this, the tonga or the stick, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, they're fucking vicious warriors, man, man back yeah. in the day. They didn't fuck around. Heel hook. That would stop him. I don't know. We'll take their legs but out. But speaking of, uh, this is, uh, ties in nicely with the uh, Mark Hunt, Ooh. Derek Lewis fight I, coming I, up in New Zealand. Can't wait, man. Can't wait. Yeah. Saturday night. That is going to be a great Fox fight. Fox Sports 1, 10 p.m. Who do you think for that one? That, Who do you think? That one, listen, I know they both hit hard, but the experience and the striking, rolling with punches, coming back, you have to give it to Hunt. Mark Hunt. So, I mean, he's been in there with the best, best fighters on the planet. Where you know um, the Derek Lewis, I always say the Black Beast because yeah, it's his name. He, he's so he's still green. I mean, he's taking out some guys. He's taking out who they put in front of him. But when you think about experience wise, you have to give it to Mark Hunt, who took more damage. You have to give that to Mark Hunt also because of all those wars. But that's right. I feel with his uh, with his skill set standing up, not just his power, but his. Defensive skills, being able to roll punches, come back, see things coming. I think that that uh, he's going to throw an overhand that's going to decapitate him. I mean, I listen, well, maybe. I, I, don't I know. love I, Mark Hunt. I, I like Derek Lewis, too, though. Um, I remember I wanted to meet him after the... Uh, he fought in Vegas one night yeah. we were there. Were you, yeah. It was me, you, and Dana. It was a bunch of us were leaving. And we were with Dana, and I wanted to go over and say hello to him. But it was right when Dennis, uh, Dana goes, he tested positive. The second sample tested positive. For who? If you're John Jones, this is where they oh, find out about John Jones. Yeah. So we were all caught up in that. That's the only yeah. time I've ever been around Derek Lewis. And he seemed like a very, uh, an affable fellow. Oh, yeah. I think we get along. We did get along with him. We yeah, he called in. He's a funny dude, man. So that, that's a very tough one. <laughs> and then who's it? Michael Johnson, Dan Kelly is the co-main? Uh, Derek Brunson. Uh, Derek Brunson, yeah. sorry, is, is the co-main. That one I'm also looking forward to seeing as well. Uh, even though I do think that he beat, he, he beat Anderson Silva. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's close. He beat him. I'll it's tell close. you, and Dan Kelly's coming off of beating Rashad Evans, which is yes, which is big, and that was a oh, that was big. That. And Rashad was was that his first fight at middleweight though, Rashad? Yes, yeah. after being delayed a couple of times, he couldn't fight. Yeah, hey man, yeah, what's up with Rashad? Anything new with him? Yeah, he's fighting uh, Sam Alvey. That's right. Oh, we just heard about that. When is that going on? Um, I. I think it's August fifth, but I could be wrong. Which which card check. is the August fifth card? Oh, that's, that's the Brandon Moreno Sergio Pettis oh, okay. main event, which is a great yeah. fight. 
Ooh. And we also have nice some fights. a great response. Uh, I love T.J. Dillashaw. Oh, yeah, read that, please. He writes on, uh, on Demetrius, uh, he was on Instagram, he writes, Minnie Mouse or Mighty Mouse? Don't be scared. This is the fight game. I've taken title fights on 24 hours notice. I'm already waking up uh, waking up at 143 on my way down to put a squash to this hype. You want to call yourself the greatest of all time, then you got what do you got to be afraid of? Mighty Mouse 125. Um, you know, I really wish we could get him on the phone today. We should try to call him. Do you mind if I take my socks, I socks per- and shoes mind, off? Mind, I prefer it. Um, I, smell. Yeah, that's okay. Only because these socks are a little tight. You don't need to explain to me why I'm you're sorry. barefoot. Yeah, I don't you're wanna, you're I, a warrior I'm like, and an animal. I got to explain it to the whole audience. No, you don't. Right. Nobody would even know. Matt has really wide feet. You have I like, know. Everything I have is girthy. You have... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt has like good center of gravity fucking feet. Yes, you have feet like the I'm base, like, like a hobbit. You have feet like the fucking not that base, hairy though. The base of a fucking like an army figure that you prop up. That they yeah. look like a big plastic it base. Ba- it helps my base. Does it help you? Is your balance better? Because I've noticed uh, what like, yeah. big, big feet you have. Yeah, they're not that. They're not that long. Girthy, wide, wide feet. Yeah, sturdy feet. You see my calves? Three tri- you see my calves? I've not noticed them. Okay, but save it for next week though. Give me something right. to look forward to for, right. through the weekend. Work my way up. So um, there's this up. whole controversy yeah. now about, uh, and I wish Mighty Mouse, I wish these guys would feel comfortable. I know that they go on an Ariel Hawani show, and uh, who, again, I like Ariel, I like what he does, but I wish that they would be yeah. comfortable saying it here too. No, we're not going to cut you guys off. We're not, you're not going to be cut out, or the UFC is not going to interfere with you speaking your mind. You guys have to know that. The fighters have to well, know they that. They know us. Anybody that knows us. But they might it. think that other people take stuff out. They, they, they don't know how it works. That's when we point to the title. We say, unfiltered. So, um, just ignore me when I'm an no, asshole. No, you're not an asshole. You're right, though. Uh, and, and Mighty Mouse said that they threatened to shut down the fucking division. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. But um, look, he is a good guy. But this fight would have been promoted better than any fight he's ever had. And I think the last fight with Wilson, Wilson Hayes was the lowest rated Fox event they've had. And I'm not shitting on Demetrius Did they say Johnson. Is that true? Yeah. I believe it was. Yeah. Is that right, Chris, the producer? It is correct. And by, is, by how, do we know how by how much? It was like $1.175 million or something like that for the main event. So now yeah. he's going to... Go ahead, Jimmy. And this is not about shitting... Because I genuinely... I like him a lot, and he's yeah. one of the greatest of all time. But and they, maybe they don't promote him enough. They probably don't. But also, his personality is very calm and very quiet. So he doesn't do a lot that's going to invest people... In watching, because again, whether you like it or not, that is a part of the game: is people liking or hating you as a performer. You know what I mean? And again, yeah. I'm not saying you got to do anything different. You're, as a fighter, he does everything he's supposed to do, and and more. I mean, he does it better than anybody does it. But people just for some reason, maybe because they like to watch big guys fight more. Can, maybe that's it. I don't I, know. Can I ask something? A very simple question. And I will. Yes, and I will answer with wisdom. What exactly is his his problem with fighting? TJ Dillashaw. Why does he think that's bad for his career? I think, like, I mean, my point is, it's not like he's getting out of the. There's somebody's coming down to his weight. He's not asking to fight up a weight class. They're just giving an opponent that, like, he's saying it, it's hard to, like, they're, they're not promoting him properly. This is a fight that they could definitely promote because of who it is. Yes. I mean, and TJ he's, he's wiping everybody a, out. And TJ was about to have a title shot. It wasn't like TJ's out of nowhere. He was lined up with Cody Garbrandt. He's a former champion. Yes. Didn't, didn't Frankie Edgar, uh, Chris the producer, didn't he go down and wait? What, am I right with this? Yeah, he lost back-to-back fights at featherweight, uh, at a Talk lightweight, excuse me. And then he should just down, retire. Yeah, <laughs> and then went down to featherweight and fought Aldo for the title. That was I mean, the first. All right, and, and that's coming off, you just said back-to-back losses. Right. Wait, that was his, and, he lost three straight? Yeah. 
regulars. Wow. Yeah, but it was to Benson Henderson. Yeah, Benson, first Henderson, and, 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 and not for nothing, you can make a case on either one of those fights. Right. I yeah. love Benson too, but and you know I could always be slightly biased with Frankie because sure. I consider him a friend. But that doesn't change the fact that if you look at those fights, I'm not the only one saying where it's like, hey man, really? I, really you yeah. know, they could have easily went to Frankie, but uh, boy, did he really give it to Yair. Holy oh yeah, I can't get over shit. that. I can't get over that. That was vintage. That was fuck. what an I what love a it. Savage I love is, it, Frankie. man. The new school, the old school. It's like, not. It's like, hey man, it comes down to all. The, at the end of the day, it's a it's a fight. It's a fucking fight, and Frank Yeager is just a great, great fighter. And that's a guy who fighter. knows so much. That's where all those hours in the octagon come in, like because he's seen guys mm. that that were young and up. He, there's nothing he hasn't seen, and he just knew exactly what he had to and do. And you, you can't teach that kind of grit. That he's got. He's a tough fuck. To man. know, like, all right, instead of trying to, I'm going to just land, I'm going to take away this stuff and land, just land devastating elbows and punches from within this dude's guard. Damn. That was such a good fight. Uh, dude, dropping elbows. Do you know what's scary, too? Is that's the guys <laughs> that are walking around in the street. Like, guys like Frankie Edgar, who you don't yeah. understand. Like, people oh, would look shit, at him. Dude. A guy who's like 170 would look at him and not, unless he saw the ears, would not understand yeah. what a killer this guy is. Such a nice oh, guy, too, Frankie. He's a lovely he's guy. such a good guy. Well, and he's, Love Frankie. There you go. They're fighting 145. Cody's at 135. Yeah, Those so, are lightweight, yeah, you know, lighter like, weights. But my point is, I don't know. I, I Call me old school. I mean, you don't you, you fight who they put in front of you at the end of the day. You're not, you're not really the matchmaker here. Especially you're, when they're not asking you I don't care how many times you've won a fight. The champion takes on all comers. I mean, you don't say, well, you know what? It'd be better for my career if I fought someone else to, to make Because you want to get the record, yeah. But what the hell is that? What? They're giving you a tough guy, and you have to break the record with a tough... You fight whoever they put in front of you. Like, listen, I mean, when I got the belt, and granted, I lost it right away, but but uh, we don't concentrate on that. But no, when I had the, You think I wanted to go to Montreal to, to... When they said, all right, all right, you're fighting Montreal the first time ever in Canada... Uh, versus you know the King Canada fucking Saint you Pierre. Want it, is that what you want? And then it was all over, and it was a con- not a controversy, but you know we, we were bickering back and forth. I told him to drink some red wine and chill out or something, and, and I, I, I called him Frenchy. And stuff. I was doing some lines from Ricky Bobby, but it didn't go over big with Montreal. The chance of la- I couldn't. He- I mean, the chance of fuck you, Sarah, was so loud. Forget about my corner. It was just deafening. You couldn't hear your corner. Death. Oh no, deafening. The match starts. I went to throw a, a killer right hand, which, which in hindsight, I should have been a little more patient. He ducked under, took me down. I elbowed him in the fight, on the head. My arm, I, I bruised my ulnar nerve where it felt like I had a dead arm the rest of the fight from my elbow down. He forced half guard. I go, this is a fucking terrible start. <laughs> but anyway, back to the point. Dude, I didn't. I could have said, hey, now I'm the champion. I don't want to go to uh, Canada. Let him come here. Let me fight. No, dude, you, at the end of the day, you're a fighter. You're a fucking gladiator. You're getting paid to fight. You're the champion. They're giving you a worthy challenge, man. And not, not that I'm saying uh, Borg isn't, because right. that dude's a stud. But he's a young stud, and not a lot of people know. People know TJ Dillashaw. Two seasons, one as a contestant, one, and not to mention when he was um, jumping in when uh, Uriah Faber was coach on Tough. So people seen him. People know him. He's a household name way more than Ray Borg. And you he's a former I mean? champion, so, and he was lined up fuck. to fight Cody Garbrandt. He was like legitimately in line for a title shot. And he's willing to come down and take this title shot. Dude. He's willing to take a big risk because Cody said, I'll never fight you if you lose, which might be bullshit. TJ is in a, a very, very good spot right now, and he's taking a huge risk to go down and fight Demetrius. My point is, what exactly is he standing up to the UFC about? And, and the people, and I listen, the people can say, oh, look at you, you're a company guy. Not, dude, it's not even the point. My point is, if he had a legit beef, I don't know. It, 
if he has something with his pay or that, I don't know what it is. I, what is it's it, a bigger but fight. But it's, it's, it's about it's about the opponent. No, I'm standing up to the, to the I'm not getting shown the respect by me not wanting to fight the guy and then making me fight the guy. That's what it. When you break it down, that's what it is. I don't know, dude. You got to fight the guy, and I and I'm. I don't know. I like I like him, but if you at the end of the day, if you say, "All right," and I'm as a fan, who would you rather watch him fight? I who would, would you, much rather see him fight. So TJ what the? Nash I mean, him. nobody's gonna go. Oh well, you know, Borg. No, and they they wouldn't. Not they'd be like, "Oh, that'd be interesting," but you know, that'd be like, "All right, well, put him versus Tim Elliott again. Put him versus that's cool because he's a stud." All right, now he's about to get this record. He's gonna get this record fighting a former champion, fighting a stud. TJ, this that's a prom, talk about promotion. Fuck! TJ's a hard guy to fight too, man. It's a great fight. He's so good. That would be such a good fight. So I mean, I don't know. He's I don't, fast. Yeah, both incredibly smart. technical. Yes. I don't understand the beef. They want him to fight somebody. They want to fight him. They want him to fight somebody who's more marketable, right? And they're now. both maybe. Well, so what's the problem? They've both fought great fighters. They both fought. Everyone put in their path. So you know? But you're saying you don't want to fight. I don't know why you're don't, saying you don't want to fight the guy. Let it, him prove himself. He prove himself. The guy's a former champion. The guy beat around twice. Put on a clinic doing it. When he lost the cruise, he lost the cruise, but that's not like it wasn't a competitive fight. It was a great fight. I mean, so what are we talking about? What the fuck are we talking about? What's the problem here? I don't know. I don't know. People can say what the hell they want. I talked to this one guy through Instagram, and first he went, oh, look at you. You're doing this because you're Danish this and that. So I wrote him back, hey, man, this is my opinion. Whether you like it or not, I could... He wrote back, oh, all right, man, you're I'm a big fan. I actually, <laughs> so, I, I, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I won that guy over. I agree with the UFC on this one. I want to see Demetrius fight TJ over Ray Borg just because I want to see them fight. And also, I think that, that TJ is kind of getting a shitty thing by having his fight. Again, Cody's hurt, but that sucks for him. Well, but that's the thing. These opportunities to make a fight like this only come around once in a while. Cody gets hurt. TJ's available. So is Mighty Matt. It's like a perfect storm. I you told know? you, I don't, again, I, and I, and I don't say it because I've never experienced fighting. But I always thought Jose Aldo made a terrible mistake. Unless he was in horrible what? shape when he did not fight McGregor. When uh, who was hurt? Dos Anjos. Yeah, Dos Anjos got yeah. hurt. I know it's easy for me to say, but that chance never came back. Yeah, but yeah, but he might have took that chance, and it, it'll never come back again if he got smoked. So Maybe. only he knows that if he was training, he might. He might Maybe he was on the couch. You're right. You might. He be goes right. in and looks like total shit. I would never take a fight. When I'm fucking not in, in fighting shape, I never did that. Haven't shape. any of them taken, but haven't any of them remained in decent enough shape and taken these fights the last minute and, and yeah, done well? well? I mean, listen, how about this? I was there when uh, Chris Weidman took that fight with Damian Meyer on very short notice, like basically off the couch. He had to lose thirty something pounds, and he was literally crying in the. He made the weight. He was totally professional, and he won the fight. He would, but he got some shit on that fight because he wasn't. He was gassed. He was. He didn't look himself because he was he crying was, in the. Uh, and the the, yeah, Longo told me he was like making the weight, like he was because he's he 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 was so professional. He wasn't gonna not make the weight. But what is what is the feeling when you're losing? Because I see guys on the Ultimate Fighter. What are guys? What what is that feeling when you're losing that? When you're cutting weight like that, what is it that gets so bad? It, it just it's just the whole. I mean, getting back in and out of that that sauna. It's just it's it just it gets to a certain point where you're like dude i just i can't do this this is brutal how long do you stay in there 10 minutes at a time eh, it depends and then get, you have a friend usually that's in there that tries to get you thinking about things and talking about things and you know and this is after how many days and how many months of eating right and then 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 dieting and I, drago would you i always have drago near me because uh he's very honest and he's so honest that i know he doesn't lie to me so when he's telling me 
You know, I wouldn't do it. Well, I would do it now. You got two days. I mean, why would you do that now? I mean, it makes no sense. You thought you came this. I mean, it's like, all right. I'd be with Wait him. Wait a like, you're going to eat? I'd, I'd, I'd be dying to, to cheat. Like, eat, eat, instead of eating every three hours, I would try to sneak something in and be like, I don't know. Why'd you fuck with it now? So then I remember I'd be with him at a, uh, at a, like a, where was it? Like a CVS or some kind of pharmacy. And I'm, I'd like get a protein bar and I'd, I'd like sneak and eat it like in the aisle and shit. I'd pay for it when I, I had the wrapper still. Like I'd go and I, but I would put him. I didn't want him to see me eating the fucking You'd thing. Be so hungry. Oh man, I cheating with a fucking. It's like some kind of addict trying to sneak something in. But it was, uh, it was rough, man. But you know, you do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying, Jimmy? You do what I you got to do, do yeah. when you have to fight in that cage. So this was a hard cut for cutting thirty pounds. How much? How much time did Chris have to cut? No, nah, he pounds? had no. He had no time at all. Hey, what's up, Brian? Brian Kelleher's on the phone. How you doing? Oh, Kelleher. It's not going through. Oh, no. Brian Kelleher. Can't, we can't get in touch with Long Island, New York. <laughs> Fucking, who the hell is that, man? The guy's from Ronkonkoma, right? Okay, I got to check the number. Where is he from, Ronkonkoma? He's from Selden, New York? Oh, he's from out east. Yeah, man. Have I ever been to Selden? No. I don't know. I don't go too much deep in the 631. You know what I mean? I'm right over the border. I go to uh, my school, Huntington, Sarah BJJ Huntington, the headquarters. I was there this morning. Yes, you were. Yeah, it was. It's fun. You're gonna know now that you're getting off your caffeine to get more energy. Which is fucking weird. I know it sounds crazy, but it's a weird drug. It fucks with you. What is uh, caffeine? I know. I gotta chill out with that shit. Korean zombie. Uh, he had to pull out of one uh, two fourteen against Ricardo Lamas. He had an injury. You know, look. He detailed the extent of his injuries on Instagram. Okay. He said, "I'm a person who can do this kind of thing anytime. I've hurt countless colleagues, so I don't blame the friend who hurt me." I know that I am not good enough. I learn a lot. And again, I realize that there are a lot of people waiting for my game. Sorry. I'll be stronger and come back. What the fuck? He has complete ACL and MCL rupture, Ooh. a bone bruise, and lateral femoral con uh, condyle, Aye. and discord lateral meniscus. Ooh. Can you explain what that is? Anything with that ACL is not a good thing for the knee. I'll what's, tell you what's that. What's the much. MCL? Uh, come again? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Anything it's with the, the medial collateral ligament. Where, and where's that? I mean, both know. in the knee. Yeah, it's all knee stuff. Then it doesn't sound good, buddy. It does not. A sound complete good. rupture. What? How do they fix a complete rupture? Hey, dude. What am I, Doctor Sarah? Who are you talking to? Well, have you ever had that? <laughs> Want to ask me about a Kimura setup? <laughs> I showed had, it to a scientist. Have you ever had knee injuries? Uh, no, but I know plenty of people that did, and you know, I got. I mean, I had a. Uh, uh, meniscus tear and shit, which is not really a big deal, but you know, I never, uh, I never did an ACL. Thank goodness, that hurts, right? Well, you're out for a while. How long? Uh, six months. Oh wow! Unless they suddenly got better technology, I don't know. But yeah, so that's uh, yeah. I know guys around. Uh, hey, listen, I'm not alone in my thought with this uh, whole cyborg Magana stuff. No, a lot of people are agreeing with you. I mean, I know. I, mean, I think only Dana <laughs> agrees with uh, Morgana. Who else agrees with the girl? Well, oh, and Chell Sonnen. That you can't put your hand. I mean, listen. He is right. Technically, you can't. No, of course you can't. Of course you can't. But you know what? There's something that should be said about the, cyberbullying is so new. And, and, and being able to disrespect people like that is so new and so common. And for people just to be like, oh, I can say whatever I want to you and just get away. Of course, I mean there has to, and now that there's nothing in like let's say uh, you have a kid that's getting bullied, at cyber bullied and trashed for no for no good reason other than just being themselves or whatever, taking shots at their looks or this or that. 
and all of a sudden, you, you know, your say your child or somebody close to you approaches that person, they they run into that person, and that person continues to be, oh yeah, well, you're this, you're that. What do you? Boom! You know what? Good. If if it was my kid or somebody close to me, and they give that person a little smack in the mouth, all right, you might have to deal with some kind of court system. But fuck that person. And Chris went to move Cyborg. Oh, that away. was great. That was great. And she yeah. said, "Don't touch me." You don't. You put your hands on me. And he's like, "All right, all right." Oh, that was great. Because if you know Chris, Chris is Chris is Chris is really funny. He is a funny guy. Because he's not going to be macho about it. Be like, no, you know, I was still good. He was just like, I said, oh, all right. Because <laughs> she said it, dude. She said it. You don't put your hands on me. Like, hey, man, you were right there, right? No. Oh, Danny. What? It was in, no. It was, Danny showed me the. Uh, oh. I, I saw a real up close video of it. But, uh, you know, that's what they call evidence. I don't know. I want to but, see it. Yeah, no, listen. Because the girl was not like the girl was in mouthy right in front of her, too. Yeah, I don't got to be respectful to anybody. You know, fucking, she's like, I don't got to. And maybe you don't, but maybe you should when you're right in front of somebody. So what happened? Cyborg approached her. Yeah, they were, they were, they were you know, you know, you want to talk shit, that type of thing. And then you should show respect. I don't got to respect anybody. She was getting nasty with her back. I don't know who touched who first as far as pushing or whatever. I'm going to guess Cyborg. I don't, I'd like to watch that again. I got to see it again. She might have put her hands up or some push. I don't know. All I know is, listen, man, you try, you try to hurt somebody's feelings like that and you'd be for no good reason. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you could. Oh, it's in self-promotion. It's No, you're not fighting this person, man. You're fighting the person. Call the person an asshole. Call the person whatever you want because they're going to have a chance to be like, all right, you know what? Remember what you said? You know, I, I had those kind of beefs, man, with me and Trig, me and Hughes. We had some stuff going on, but we all met in the cage and we uh, hashed it out. Misha, you know? Misha Tate weighed in. Talk she to me. She said, that was a great day for me. Oh. I thought it was wonderful. I wish she would have punched Angela harder. <laughs> Angela is a bully. She's like a child who never grew up and it's not right. And I think that there should be harsher consequences for people who publicly bully people on the internet in person. So technically, Cyborg bullied her by hitting her. I don't like the term bully. No, no, Angela no. was being an asshole and she was being a fucking dick. There's a <laughs> bullying on talking shit is not bullying all the time. It can be if the person is weaker than you, but the, the word bully is overused and it takes away from when bullying really happens. I respect respectfully disagree. Okay. Because the thing is this, this is so new where you have thick skin being a comic, dude. Not that you couldn't get hurt. I don't say hurt. that. Not that, that you can't be hurt. Not that you can't be hurt, but if somebody called you anything, I don't, you just, so a lot of people aren't as witty as you or me. Or even Chris, the fucking producer, sure. but so so they're just getting attacked for no good reason, and they get especially not. Oh, listen, not, not that it's a, a not that it should make a difference. That it's I a know girl, what you're saying, but yeah. like you know, you got Cyborg, who you know it has to be sensitive for her okay. with anything because she a lot of people take shots at her, and yeah, she's in the public eye for no good reason. This now this girl's hurting her. She's 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 really hurting her. Like you, is she physically drawing blood? No, but she's emotionally hurting her. And that's being a bully. You're bullying, so you're hurting somebody's feelings. You're really, that That to me is a bully. If somebody was in front of you and they're just like, look at you. you have, oh, look at this guy. He's a fucking piece of shit. Look at the, I'm not, I can't say that bad about you, yeah. Jimmy. I love you. But if they said something that's really, say, say, say you got a little chubby. Say you got something, something wrong with you. Sure. You're too perfect, Jimmy. Come Let's on. Look, man. Let's look at Chris the producer good. for a second. Let's say they, no, I'm really kidding. But yes. no, if they did something that really hits home with you, man, and you're like, and they said that in front of you, you'd say, that motherfucker's bullying that person. 
What's the difference between doing it over where a million people could see it? Thousands. Of, I just find bullying is. No. I, I always think bullying. My my take on bullying is it's going yeah. after somebody weak. I it's I, someone strong picking on someone no. weak. You you you're just assuming that because you're weak. No, I'm only kidding. I love you. I'm saying you're assuming that because these people are macho strength. Hey, I'm one of those guys. I consider myself a macho guy. Did you ever see my swagger? Yes, I have. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, listen, I can take care of myself. That doesn't mean I'm not. You know, and things don't hurt your feelings. You're <laughs> like a big pussy. No, I'm just but it's to like, think if I agree. So I it's don't like, know. all right, it's even worse because they know they're doing this to a person that could physically hurt them and they know that by the law, they're not allowed to get smacked. So they can even be bigger twats. Yes, I agree. I would just, I prefer the word bully not be used. I'm not saying that they're not being twats or that, or that, or you're not being a complete cocksucker by doing it or an asshole or if, whatever. Jimmy, if she said the same thing to her in person, you don't think she's being like a bit of a bully? If, if Cyborg doesn't do nothing back, you would say, this girl, why is this girl bullying her? If she's making fun of her face, look at her face. Oh, she looks like this thing. No, Who she... wears it better, everybody? And then Cyborg's sitting there holding a lip, not smacking anybody. Just you'd No, be like, I wouldn't you... think she was bullying her. We, we, that... I think we just define bullying differently. That, like, that, that, that's 100% were... bullying. No, I always... I personally... Just because she could kick her ass doesn't mean it's not bullying. See, I always look at it like if, if, if it's somebody strong bullying somebody is somebody weaker i always think bullying comes from a position of strength I mean, even not a good yeah. position of strength no. but like where a person cannot defend themselves i just read i just define bullying mm. a little bit differently this person goes to defend herself she's getting locked up and that other person knows it that's being a bully and it's being a twat uh I, I agree with the twat i mean part. you know all right we we agree to disagree and that's okay jimmy okay yeah well misha tate was happy it happened yeah. she, said she wished she would have hit her harder Misha and, Tate said she said it was bullying too, but you yeah, think she did. That's, that's and, what and that's another fighter saying it. You're right. And I, two I, fighters saying it. I do. I versus still a Studley comedian, but out of that, but I've had worse worse shit said about me online yeah. than Cyborg and Misha combined. Yeah. Can oh, I just I say this? So I'm trying to call Brian Keller. Hey, what's up, Brian? We're on. It was saying that the call can't go through. I think the I think not, the area code got messed up. So I'm going to try six three one, bro. Yeah, I know. I'm going to try that. If it's I'm not from the five one six, just be prepared that we're talking to somebody that's not Brian Keller. But all right, good. Hey. Hey, what is that line from uh, Young Guns? I'll make you famous. War Machine got life thirty six years, but thirty six years before possibility of parole. Let's, let's talk about that for a second. He's gonna be what seventy one. Yeah, I read that. I don't know the math right. Like that. Christy <laughs> Mack had a chilling, chilling comment. She said something about like I don't know how long he'll be in for, but I do know that when he gets out, he's gonna kill me. Can that I was tell a scary you, comment. Can I tell you that I spent a lot of time with? I, I spent six weeks in Vegas shooting the Ultimate Fighter season six versus Matt Hughes. And uh, War Machine was on my team. So I spent a lot of time with this kid yeah. back then. And you knew him back then as John uh, Copenhaver? Copenhaver? Yeah, his nickname was... Oh, wait, hold on. We got, we're going to get back to this. We got Brian Oh, we phone. do have... Okay, good call, Chris. I, uh, uh, Brian? Yeah, I'm right here. What's going on? Hey, what's up, buddy? You're talking to Jim and Matt. What's going on, guys? How are you? Good. Sorry for the delay. We had the wrong area code for you. So Chris just took a shot and <laughs> dialed the correct one, actually. So... It's good That's to have right. you. Yeah, I was, wait, I was waiting for you guys. I'm over at the gym at Maxim. I just wanna, I just wanna start off by uh, giving my my coaches over at Maxim BJJ a huge thank you. You know, uh, they've been behind me this whole way, and uh, they they show me nothing but loyalty. So I just want to say thank you to those guys. Yeah, who are those guys? You know, one of those guys. Well, first of all, two of them are my black belts. Go ahead, give them a shout out. Give yeah. them a proper shout out. Yeah, I want to shout out Joe Monahan and uh, Alex Aristides. You know, those guys have been great to me and uh, yes. nothing but love over here. So. Alex, also known as Alex the Milf Hunter. Is that true? 
Don't don't confirm that. Don't I, confirm that. Well, yeah, you might have a girlfriend. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it, yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> I was just I was just telling uh, Jimmy and and uh, Krista Padusa this morning before I jumped on the uh, Long Island Railroad to come here. I was rolling with Professor Joe Monahan this morning. So yes. he was telling That's me, awesome, he was tell. first of all, congrats. I didn't even think we said congratulations on your fight, dude. That's awesome, man. Incredible. Yeah. Thanks so much, man. I mean, is that your, that's your go-to move, that guillotine? Because I'll tell you, he, I mean, for a studly guy, he, he did tap very Immediately. quick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was a little bit surprised at that, but like, uh, you know, that is one, you know, that is something that's one of my strong uh, points, you know, like it's something that I hit a lot in training. So, uh, you know, once I have that on, I have a pretty tight squeeze. And I think, you know, what, I think what happened was I heard him with the punch first, the right hook, and he took a panic shot on me and I kind of locked it on pretty quick. So I think yeah. that might've had to do with it. Now, Brian, a couple man, it was a while ago that we were shooting uh, Dana White looking for a fight. You, I mean, you knew we were going to be there. And I'm going to say this maybe a year and a half ago. And you performed. You ended up knocking the guy out with a spinning back fist, which was beautiful. And you did everything right. You jumped over the cage. You got in Dana's face. I want to be in. And this made it on the show. Um, yeah. And yet, that, and also on that card, Randy Brown took out one of my fighters, Robbie Plotkin, in a very nice fight. He got, he got the call. You did not get the call that night. But yet you stayed the course, and here you are taking out number 13 in the world. How did you get past that? Like, you didn't get picked up, and, and you stayed on course. You didn't get discouraged. Tell me about that. Yeah, you know what? I was like, it, it, I kind of got a little bitter towards the sport after that. I was like, man, I, I don't know what else I have to do, you know, but uh, I thought that was it. Like, what, what could I do better than that? You know, like, Dana's there. I knocked the guy out in, uh, you know, exciting fashion. I got in his face. And even the words that he spoke on the show, like, oh, man, I love that shit. You know, I love that yeah. guy. I was like, man, they're going to call me up now, 100%. But it didn't happen. And you know what? I just stayed persistent. And uh, I always keep my faith high. You know, I always believed in my potential. But it was just a matter of getting that first opportunity to show the world who I am. And now I got it. So it feels amazing. You know, I, I proved myself right, you know. Could you tell us about the phone call? And uh, how much how much notice did you get on this fight? It was about three weeks notice. But I'll, I'll tell you, like, I've always stayed in shape and I keep my weight down now and I just stay ready because, my, you know, my manager, Sucker Punch Entertainment, huge thank you to them, too. Uh, you know, they kept me on the course. They were saying, listen, I think you did enough. You're on a, you know, a six-fight win streak. You know, we're, we're pushing for you. Just, just stay ready. You know what I mean? It's going to happen. But, it, you know, I knew it was going to be a short notice. So it was about three weeks before I was at LA Fitness. I was swimming left. And uh, usually I train with my brother, Matt Kelleher. He's like one of my main training partners. And he couldn't train that night. He's like, no, I have to go help my friend with something. So all of a sudden I get to the end of the pool and there's my brother. I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, he's like, you got to get out right now. You got to, you got to call your manager. I'm like, no, what's going on here? He's like, he's like, he's like smirking at me, you know? And he's like, just, just get your phone, call your manager. So I hopped out of the pool. I saw a bunch of missed calls. I'm like, man, this is it. I know this is it. So I called my managers. They got on a three-way call with me and they were like, what do you think? Yuri Alcantara in Brazil. And I was like, let's do this shit. Uh. Dude, what do you think of that? That's it's amazing. Ama <laughs> and it's amazing. It's great how you handled yourself when you were in Brazil. And, and you said you had no nerves going out to fight him? No. What's crazy is, like, I hadn't fought in a year, right? So I was, like, I was a little scared to feel heavy nerves. You know, like, I was afraid of that UFC jitters that everyone talks about. And I was feeling it 
leading up to the fight, like not before the fight, but when I got to Brazil and before I got to Brazil, the anticipation was really heavy, you know, and I was like, fuck, man, I hope I can uh, settle into, you know, a confident, cool, calm, collected type feel. That's how I like to feel before I fight. So once I got to Brazil, I settle in, you know, I hit that mental switch and like it was so surreal. Like when I walked out to the fight, I felt at home. I got in the cage. I felt I felt no nerves. I just felt supreme confidence. Like I knew I was gonna win before it happened. You know? Did you care that you like it, when you're in such a hostile environment? You know they're all <laughs> rooting against you. Does that mean anything to you, or or is there part of you that's satisfied in beating him in his home home crowd? You know what? I take motivation from that. Like I knew that uh, I was the underdog, big underdog in this card. I think the biggest underdog, and. Uh, you know, I had some family and friends betting money on me, and I was like, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you guys out here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I, I take motivation from it, and I think it was, uh, I had so much fun, you know, even in my post-fight interview, the crowd was going nuts on me. I gave it back to them, and it was just all fun, you know. I, I just told myself, no matter what, have fun with this experience. This is an experience of a lifetime. Yeah. Jimmy, I was impressed with, with him afterwards, because I'll tell you, uh, you know, Brian, in the middle of that octagon, when you're doing that post-fight interview with Brian Stan, people, they might hear the boos at home, but they have no clue it is deafening when you're in the middle of that. You can hardly hear your own voice. That's why you're yelling. I'm surprised you kept it together as cool as you did, man. Because right or wrong, how loud was that when you were there compared to television? Oh, it was unbelievable, man. It got it got so <laughs> loud during that interview, especially when I especially when I chanted back at them and oh, I yeah. gave them the shh. That yeah. was great. Know, like, oh, they, they hated it. Loud and, uh, it was amazing because I, I fed off that energy, and I think, like, they kind of helped bring me, you know, bring who I am out of me. Like, they got me fired up. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go off right now and say everything that I want. You got you to gotta call your shot. It's the best way, man. Talk about seizing an opportunity. That's right. He gets the call. He goes, he takes out the dude in dramatic fashion. He kills with the post fight. He gets the performance of the night. Look at you, Brian. Good for you. <laughs> Changed my life in two minutes, right? <laughs> hey, did you have any? Were, were you nervous when you're walking out of the cage? You're like, all right, now I just taunted these people, and I still got to walk back to the dressing room and then leave the arena. No, I, I honestly, truly, just had fun with the whole entire experience until, like, when I got close to the back, when I was in the tunnel. There, someone threw a beer can at me, and it literally missed me <laughs> by like maybe three, four inches. Like, I had to slip a beer can, and like at that point, I was like, oh, this shit's real. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Joe told me this morning that they were throwing some bottles and ba- cans and stuff. But hey, man, yeah, they were serious. You got a you got a reaction. That's good news. <laughs> yeah, man. Whether they love you or hate you, right? That's it, man, for sure. And I heard you at the end calling to be on the Long Island card. Uh, any word on that? Um, I can't announce anything, but oh. I can just say, you know, get your ticket money ready. Oh <laughs> my goodness. I like that. I do, too. Yeah, yeah I, I'm pretty amped up right now, man. Um, and what are your thoughts about the rest of the division? I, I believe in myself. You know, I think uh, it's a really highly talented division. But, uh, you know, I, I one thing I have is, is killer instinct. You know, like, I know how to finish fights. Like, that's, that's one of my strong points. So, uh, I believe I can beat anybody. You know, that's, that's something you need to believe before you're here. You know, or else why are you going to get here and if you don't think that? So, uh now, I'm very confident. You know, I feel good about my skills and how I match up with guys in the division. And I feel good about my how strong I am for my size, you know, and uh, I think people underestimate it because I'm not really the biggest uh, phantom weight, but I feel very strong in there. So I, I feel good about it. 
What do you think about this whole thing about TJ wanting to go down and fight Demetrius Johnson because Cody's hurt? You know, I have like two sides of that. Like, I think it's uh, there's the business side of it, and then there's the fighter side of it. And uh, as a fighter and as a fan of the sport, I, I would love to see DJ tested more than he's been tested. You know, not to say that these guys he fought weren't at you know at a high level, but he just makes it look easy. So like. You know, it's time to mix it up and, and give him something different. Like, I think TJ Dillashaw is one of the best in the world. And, you know, he's not really the biggest fan and weight either. You know, I think he's probably, you know, under 150 pounds or something. So, you know, I, I don't think it's like a crazy threat for him to fight him. But I understand DJ's side where he wants to build his legacy and he wants to make sure that, you know, he gets that, beats that Anderson Silver record. And then, you know, maybe after that we'll go super fight. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what Mayweather was criticized for, too, was avoiding certain fights. And Mayweather's considered great, and, and he's undefeated, but he's not considered uh, as good as uh, Larry Holmes or any of those guys who, who I think he tied the record with Larry Holmes. You know, you, you're not because you, you're not fighting everybody put in your path. Exactly. That's like the other side of it that I'm saying, like, as a, you know, yeah. as a business, I, I mean, as a fighter, you're like, well, if you're the best in the world, why should you ever say no, you know? You shouldn't, to be honest yeah. with you. I, as a fighter, yeah. you, hey man, I don't know. I, when I was coming up, they go, yo, we have this guy. There was not one time that I said, you know what? Do you have another guy? <laughs> I don't, I just never could have those words. Never came out of my mouth, you know? So it's yeah, like, like, if you believe in yourself, it's shit. just like, yeah, let's do this. That's it, man. Well, you believe in yourself and uh, you had a great upset. You had a great debut. And I, for one, is ha I'm happy for you, and I feel Jimmy's happy for you too. I am. I, I enjoyed the fight. It was it was it was quick and it was vicious, and I loved you after the fight. I loved the post fight uh, press conference or the, or the post fight you know ring ring in, uh, interview. Yeah. I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. So you ought to come in and see us if if if, if any for any reason if you happen to be in town, say around the time of the Long Island card. Not that you're making any kind of an announcement, but if you happen to be available. Uh, and maybe have a reason to come in and see us in studio. Come in studio. We're uh, we're on the west side in Manhattan. I would love to. I'll definitely make that happen for sure. And in the meantime, and, 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 go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and and to you, Matt. Like I wanna I wanna come down and get some more training with, with <laughs> you your guys too. I I only got down there like once in this camp, but let me tell you, man, that was some serious work. <laughs> it's so funny, man. What I was about to say when I let you go is that I wanted you to uh, if you want to come down on those Tuesday nights. We got the, uh, you know, we got the wrecking crew down there. So I was going to tell you, man, come down, dude. You're welcome. We had some guys from Maximum in there last night. We had some of your teammates in there. And, uh, you know, we got a, a lot of guys that you could uh, look to strangle and strangle you. And it's a good time. Come down, Brian. Come down on a Tuesday night. You're yeah. welcome anytime. I appreciate it. 100%. I'll be down there. Awesome, homie. Congrats, man. Congrats on everything, dude. You arrived. All right. Thanks, guys. I uh, really appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you again, man. Thanks, Brian. Later, Brian. I'll see you in studio next time, all right? Yes, definitely. You got it, homie. Uh, have a good one. Okay, okay, buddy. That's great, man. Yeah, good uh, call, Chris, on, on, on that number. That was great. It, it's funny. It's just coincidence that you were like, I don't go too deep into the 631. I was like, oh, that's, that's what that's happened it? there. What's that? You you said that early in the show, and I was like, oh, the goddamn area code is back. It was wrong, the yeah. 631? That's, that's hysterical. We had it differently. Uh, so I saved the day. But that's uh, not the point. <laughs> the point is, uh, I'm happy. This kid's on the scene. He's a, he, uh, Look, what a personality. And I do feel a little for the kid, because, Jimmy, that night, and it was in 2015. It was almost a couple of years ago, I think. Uh, it was a while ago. Shit. It was the second episode of Looking for a Fight. And we got a good fighter. Randy Brown's a great fighter, man. And, and uh, he's taking some people out. But, you know, obviously, so is Brian Keller. Keller her. Yeah. What is it? Keller her. Keller her. That's what I said. You got it. Boom. Yeah. Boom. 
Boom. Jimmy, I swear to God, you better do something about your goddamn caffeine intake. I'm working on it. You fucking right. What are you, what are you doing right now? I'm trying to. You're, I don't know what's I going feel, on in that I head of yours because I see you going places. Chris just handed me a read. No, I know. I know. But before that, I'm what are you thinking here, about? But I'm just like, my that, energy is waning No, no, but is, are you thinking about that girl that's got you smitten? No. Okay. It's no. okay. I know. My, my, my wandering, my mind, always. No, 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 no. Are you, are, I'll tell you, do you really want to know what I was thinking? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, tell me. Because I know. Because I'm talking to you, and it's basically, it's almost like, you know, I've seen this look before, like back in my, way back in my, like my single days, and I'm like, hey, you know what's interesting is, hey, my name's Matt, I do jiu-jitsu, and I'm trying to hit on a girl, and I see you're looking. No, no, I'm, somebody with you, else I'm with you 100%. She's like, maybe there's somebody else I could talk to. No. So I'm seeing you looking around, like, you're looking for uh Old Man Smithers, whatever his name, out no. that window. You're looking for anybody but me to look at That's and talk true. to. I'm actually thinking Go about ahead. my great shave. What? Oh. I'm thinking of the amazing shave I got oh at Dollar God. Shave Club. Segway King. You get a great yes. shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's an awesome life hack and a no-brainer choice. You don't have to schlep to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor. They're going to give you a lousy, cheap shave. DollarShaveClub.com? That, well, that's where you do Is that what you're getting at? Yes. Go ahead. You don't have to spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving tech. Oh, you don't even need it. I don't like gimmicky stuff. I hate it. Yeah. When I use my Dollar Shave Club executive razor with their Dr. Carver shave butter. Oh, I love... First of all, I love shave butter. Yes, you do. Go ahead. The uh, blade gently glides, giving me such a smooth shave. Their Dr. Shave, uh, Carver shave butter is transparent for a more precise shave. Helps prevent ingrown hairs and it fights razor bumps. For a limited time, new members get their first month of the Executive Razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver Shea Butter. Oh, there it is again. $5 with free shipping. <laughs> now, after that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only 25 bucks. In your first month... No, for only 5 bucks. Oh, sorry, 5 bucks. Thanks. I really am sleepy. Uh, in your first month box, get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of mm. four cartridges, and a tube of their Shea Butter. Shea Butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. No <laughs> hidden fees. There's no commitments. No oh. crap. Oh, Cancel wow. anytime you like. You can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash UFC. dollarshaveclub.com slash UFC. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Well, you know it's it's so weird too because uh, yeah, you know the one of the one of the problems is that uh, I can't find all the best candidates by posting my job on just one site. Is this true? It certainly is. Talk to me. If you want to post uh, a, a place that you're going to get a lot of good recruits, okay, you need to post on all the top job sites, and now you can. ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter.com. At ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with one click. It's really, really fantastic and convenient. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your position. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter, they don't don't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of the jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. 24 hours? That's not a long time. No, it's very fast. And there's no juggling emails or calls from these idiots to your office. You simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place. With ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes nationwide. And right now, our listeners can start forming their own winning team on ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. You try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. We were talking about War Machine before. uh, Yes. What kind of guy was he? 
he was like a I'd say like a little bit of a wacky guy, like but he was there was I mean, listen, he did obviously a terrible thing. Yeah. You know, he, he wasn't the best for society it, it ended up, but turned out that he was making poor choices left and right and some really poor choices and, and I don't defend what he did. But back in in shit, man, when when was that? Two thousand seven. Two thousand and seven. You know, he I, I he was he was there was something likable about him for sure. Like he was, you know, like you know, and then we're, we're getting ready for the fight. He's like, "All right, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try for you guys." And there was something I feel with War Machine. It's really sad. It's a say. It really, it and it really it bothers me more than I thought it would. Because I seen that if he was just, I know. And listen, be, having a really rough upbringing and this and that is, is you know, there's guys that had that but still make the right choices. Sure. But I think part of it's but people that that the company you keep and I wish that kid. I, he's not a kid now, but back then, I, I don't know if he lived closer or if, like, I don't know. I think he could have made better choices if he sure. was surrounded by some good people. I think I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, I, cause he, again, he was on our team and, and there was something likable about him, man. You saw like a, like, like a, you know, he, he do, he does some of that dumb shit. Like the, 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 what he says with the alpha male stuff. And he does, says, look, the Twitter stuff he's done since then. I'm talking about the dude I knew in 2007. <laughs> And I feel that at that point in his life, if he got with a good team or good people or some good guys around him with good good intentions, I think he could have made some better choices. Yeah, and it's had, so upsetting to see him throw away his life like that. It he, really is upsetting. He had a weird, aggressive relationship with Christy Mack. Like, I think on, on the stand, she had to admit that they acted out rape role play, which a lot, look, a lot of couples yeah. do a lot of crazy things sexually. It doesn't mean that when the relationship is over, that stuff still stands up. It was a brutal, brutal... Thing I I don't know who the guy she was with what what, what happened with that if they were asleep I don't, I don't really know a lot of the details I just know it was a horrible she's yeah. lucky she's alive I listened to yeah. some of that court stuff it, oh, was, it was terrible you know and uh, it was a rough relationship and and uh, you know it's just to hear that he's going to be in there till seventy one and I'm not and I'm not saying he before should he's, not, listen, before he's even eligible for parole I mean it's just the guy's life is over I mean, yeah, I mean there, it is he that's it and it I don't know it just really. The whole thing upsets me. I don't like. I mean, what he did to her. Obviously, I mean, there's Terrible. no, there's no excuse. But it just, I don't know. It really, I'm not happy about the guy. You know, be, I know people say, "Oh, fuck him," but I don't know. I sometimes I see somebody and I see what could have been in him. Sure, you know, like where he could have been, and and, and uh, I think he definitely, he definitely could have been a different. It could have been better. If he made better choices, yeah. he might not have been doing whatever it was he was I doing. Don't know. Again, everything I go back to is my experiences with the guy back in. 2007, sure. and he's made a ton of choi- poor choices since then. But back then, when did he stop fighting? It's rough. I don't know. He was he was signed to uh, Bellator before this shit happened. When this shit Why happened, he? oh, and then he, they dropped him when that shit came out. Obviously. He was still actively fighting. Yeah, I think he's coming off a loss, but but I'll tell you, he had potential. The guy was he was tough, man, and he had some he had a good skill set. He was athletic, you know. But man, yeah, I mean, he was, fought as recently as 2013. But yeah. a lot of this stuff, you know happened after that now so. he's gonna be in jail for the 71 it's like dude what did you do what did you do yeah so upsetting jimmy knocked her teeth out he yeah. fucking hurt her yeah. liver well he I, should be in jail for this no. long i mean he did i have no problem horrific, you know. i would have no, no listen, problem it is when i right. see again i just think back like the dude made the guy just i just wish he would have made better choices sure you know even before that he was going off the hinges is society is it better that he's away it, it is it really is but it doesn't mean you can't mourn the guy that he could have been. Does that make sense? Sure. You know, I don't know. All right. I'm, now I'm getting depressed. Can we bring me back up? New York Athletic uh, Commission has said it's going to, uh, they amended their weigh-in rules because of Cormier's towel thing. 
So they said um, <laughs> with your... Uh, He's a fucking regular Chris Angel, ain't he? Yeah. Well, <laughs> how do you fucking get rid of... How do you make that shit disappear? One minute, he's how many pounds overweight? Then Run. all of a sudden, boom! It's like the bunny getting out of the, the, the hat trick. When you're on the scale. It's nothing like that, by the way. The combatants... I know what you meant, though. <laughs> fucking bunny! Go ahead, Jimmy. Shall I'm still sorry. stand still with his... Combatant shall stand still with his feet <laughs> or her feet flat upon the scale and shall not make physical contact with any person or object other than the scale. No other person shall touch the scale on a combatant in the act of weighing in. While on the scale, the fighter shall follow any direction. Ah, bah, bah. In the discretion of the commission, the fighter may be directed to immediately retake the scale to ensure the combatant's weight was accurately, you know, assessed. I'm sorry. I'm eating a protein bar. It's okay. Go ahead. When Let's I do it, I'm pressing the button so you can't hear me. Ready? Go. Oh, wait. We have a phone call. Go. Well, I hope we do as you're eating your protein bar. <laughs> do we have the uh, featherweight champion yeah. on the phone? Oh, Is goodness. this Max? What's up, man? Hey, yeah, buddy. Max. Good to talk to you again. How are you, man? Good. Good. Great to talk to you. I'm, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Can I ask you, in that fight, were you surprised? I, just a technical question. I was very shocked that uh, Aldo did not throw more kicks. I mean, he threw a couple, and I think you countered one really well that he threw. And what do you think mm -hmm. prevented him from throwing kicks? Was it the fact that you could counter because of your reach? I, I, I just think the one he threw, I think I, I caught him harder than uh, harder than I think I caught him. And, uh, you know, I just made him feel some type of way, and uh, I, I think he didn't want to throw it. And then, and then and, and at the end of the day, I was boxing him, you know. He said he wanted to box, and I went there. I kept boxing him. It's just my night, you know. I put in my hands on him, and I think so. He was like, you know what? I want to be a boxer. He's, like, he's had box, boxing inspirations, and um, and you know, it just turned into a boxing match, which I was totally fine with, you know. So I, I loved it. Yeah, Max. First of all. Awesome, awesome fight, man. I was standing up during the whole thing. I enjoyed the hell out of it, going crazy in my in my living room. Um, it's it, the first round when when he did, now did you how were you hurt at all? Because I know the guy hits like a truck, and he was on you, and it got me yelling, "Ah, oh, Max!" <laughs> I mean, how were you? I was fine, man. You know, I had I had my I had my wits. I know what was going on. Uh, it, you know, I, he definitely cracked me. You know, I'm not gonna take yeah. nothing away from the guy, but. It's a part of a fight, you know. I knew I was gonna get cracked. I knew I was gonna get hit. I'm in, we all here fighting, so that's what we're gonna do. You you were relentless when you got him to the floor. When you followed him to the floor, you he was doing he was doing everything right to try to escape, but you will you would did not let him off the hook. Uh -huh. It was beautiful. Uh, you were transitioning beautiful with your jujitsu control and adding in strikes right to his chin, accurate strikes back to control, back to the strikes. It was it was a slow, it was a, it was fast paced, but at the same time a slow death for him. It was really brutal because he was taking a beating. And I agree that John McCarthy, when he did step in, it was you know it might have been a hard call. I don't know if it was a hard call because he's in Brazil and I was worried about John McCarthy. But hey, man, it, I thought it was definitely that the stoppage was 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 called for. Were you? surprised at how long he was holding out down there no i was not surprised <laughs> you know this guy this guy was a champion you know this guy was this guy's one of the gold not in mm not only in our division in mma period you know and he was a champion for long and it showed why you know in that fight i was ground and pounding him for like two minutes i was tripping yeah. out i didn't know it was that long it felt long and when, <laughs> I, when i found out it was two minutes i was like what the 
You know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Sorry, I, I'm trying not to swear. And no, you can. You, you can. can. I, Celebrate I can, it. But my grandma, my, the way I'm set up with my grandma, you know. Oh, I got you. My ass, <laughs> and I'm not trying to get an ass whooping, you know. It's, uh, it's no fun, especially from yeah. a person that uh, I can't hit back, you know. I'm right. right if, if I got punched or whatever, but uh, yeah. my grandma, <laughs> she's the real goat. She, no, I hear she, you. She, she, the beating, the the. The little ground pound thing I did to all this is nothing compared yeah. to what she she would do to me if I if she ever got to my position and had to crack me a bunch, you know. So uh, you're doing the right I, thing. Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was I, I, you know, I was I was going to just keep going, you know, even if they didn't stop it, because at the end of the day, I want chances like that, you know, I want chances like that. This guy is a champion. He was a champion for a long time. I think. I agreed with it going on for so long, you know, yeah. and, and uh, you know, I was over there trying to pressure him. He even checked me, John, after Big John, I was like, I'll punch him. I was like, John, he's not doing nothing. And after the fight, Big John was like, look at you, Mac, trying to make me call the fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's my job, man. I, yeah. I had to try and check you, you know. I'll tell you, if, you, if, if it felt like a long time for you, how, how did it feel for Jose? He was probably, oh, man. man, I mean, I must have yeah, felt like an know. eternity. One of them, one of them, when I passed his legs, and and I do I do a right hand. My I punched him, and then my hand went to his jaw. And I ended up punching the ground. I thought he was like sleeping, but he's like woke right back up real quick. I was like, what is this guy? Even when I went for the rear naked, well, my coach didn't want me to sub. My coach told like it was funny. This whole camp, this whole camp, I have no idea why, but we was working. Uh, I was working on like passing the guard, go straight to go straight to mount. Hold mount and damage. Don't don't go for no submission and damage. And like every time I went to for a submission, I rear naked in practice. He'd scold me. He'd be like, "What are you doing? I told you damage. We're not we're not submitting this guy. We're causing damage. We're, we're in for the long haul. We're just going in there, damage, damage, damage." I was like, "Okay." So like when you see me go for the first uh, rear naked choke, I'm like, I go for it, and then I, then you can hear my coach in the corner if you listen to just uh, um, just my corner like damage, damage, and I, I'm like telling myself. Damn, I need to get back on top. My coach is gonna yell at me. He's gonna be mad at me trying to go for this. And if I get tired, it's gonna be horrible because he's been telling me the whole camp damage. So that's why I went back on top and whatever. And man, I don't know what kind of skin Aldo got. He got like skin like a rhino, and his neck was built like a rhino. When I tried to grab it, I was like, "What? The, why is my hand not moving on this guy?" It was crazy, man. It's crazy. His hands is big, and like you said, man, guy can crack. You know, he he got some punching power, but uh, you know. It's, it's my night, you know. Just I'm blessed, man. I, I things went my way, and uh, couldn't be more happier. Now, why do you think your coach was stressing not to try to submit him and do damage? Did he think that you would not be able to submit uh, Aldo, or was he was he just worried about you guessing? He was just he just wanted me. He just cause, you know uh, we watch Aldo and a, a lot of Aldo's fights. He played possum, you know. He just didn't want Aldo to play possum, and I go there, I kill myself, and Aldo gets the second win, and. And then, you know, it's a fight again. He just wanted me to just hurt Aldo, you know, in every place. And then just keep going until Aldo starts giving up, you know. And uh, and he, that's what he's telling me. You know, he just, we go in there, we do damage. And when he starts making obvious, like super obvious, like, you know, he's not there, then we can go for the submission. But he just wanted me to hurt Aldo. You know, Aldo's super smart. He's been, not, like I said, man, he's one of the goats. You know, he's been here for a reason. You know, he's been outthinking people. And we, he, did, he didn't want me to outthink. He didn't want Aldo to outthink me in there. And uh, that was just our plan, you know, going there. And just, and just keep hurting them until you keep hurting them. Like I said, I said all the time, you know, I don't look for the finish. But once you open that door, you know, I, I'm going to hold your hand. I'm walk you through and, you know, we can go on a separate ways. Now, you, do you, have you always had great endurance? Because I see as the fight goes on, you get stronger 
and stronger. Like I, I seen in the, after that second round, I'm like, yo, man, this is this is yeah, Max's fight. Yeah, you started screwing with him in there, and I can't wait today. I can't wait till they release the audio on the fight, man. I yeah, wait. I can't wait because the first <laughs> the first round, I was talking in in like in my whole corner. I was talking. You know, my, I had my coach, Ryland, Mike, and uh, I, my, my striking coach always came talk to me, so they couldn't hear what I was saying, but I can't wait to the release because the whole time I was saying, I was calling out everything that he was doing. I was telling him, I, he's doing this, I know, blah, blah. And then the third round, John McCarthy came up to me, I remember, and he's like, he, uh, Rob, he got a cut on his eye. I was like, I told him, I told him, don't worry about it, big John. I told him, don't worry, the fight starts now. Now I'm getting going. I told, I told, go, yeah. go watching the audio comes out. Guys. <laughs> I believe you. I, I was calling it. I looked him in, dead in the eyes. And then my coach said something. I looked at him. I was like, the fight starts now, coach. The fight starts now. Don't get, don't worry. I'm getting going now. Now, now I'm in the fight. And then, uh, you know, sure enough, that it looked like vintage, you know, vintage myself, you know, it was just vintage Max Holloway stuff. And, uh, I just, you know, I just, I always, yeah, I always had cardio, you know, these guys, it's all great athletes, you know. We're all athletes in different ways, and you know, cardio was always one of my things. You know, I was always the, I was always this little skinny kid. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't always the fastest. I was always around the fastest. But my main thing is like what, um, what's his name said it. Will Smith said it before. You know, he had a talk. He's like, he's like, you know, the treadmill. He's like, there's this treadmill. You know, and if we're we're at the treadmill, and um, you come to the treadmill next to me, he's like, I'm, you're not beating me. You're not gonna beat me on this treadmill. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna die trying. You know, I'm gonna die trying. Or uh, yeah, you're not gonna ever beat me. I'm gonna keep going and die before you beat me. And that's the thing. I am. That's the. That's what I do. You're not gonna outwork me. There's no way. There's no way. You know, all my trainer and partner knows and and this and that and that I get stronger as the fight goes on. You know, this is this is not a sprint. People keep thinking this is a sprint. This is a marathon, and I. And I told him these before. These guys over here playing checkers. They're just trying to get their king and trying to take over. I'm over here playing chess, man. You got pawns. I love that. You got your bishops. You got your queen for a reason, man. You got all these pieces for a reason. And uh, people not using it smart. Wait, who'd you quote with that treadmill? Did you say Will Smith? Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith. He did some type of a... Uh, Wait, it was funny cause the Fresh Prince? <laughs> the Fresh Prince? Yeah. Talking- <laughs> Will Smith? Uh, when did he Will say that? Smith. When did he say that? He said it. He said it in an interview. He said in an interview about about uh, people outworking him. That's why he's like he'd never ever be outworked in his life. Oh, I thought you never were saying. I thought when you quoted Will Smith, you were gonna say because I get jiggy with it. No, no. Not, <laughs> All right, listen. I don't. <laughs> I, know, I think you were a funk master them like to get jiggy down there, but uh, I don't know. You guys go one track mind trying to go out there and have parties. You guys wild men. <laughs> Now you're current. You're currently on uh, an 11 fight win streak, which is amazing. Nice. Do you do you con- like we've been talking about Demetrius Johnson and his uh, at, at, at apparent lack of willingness to fight TJ at this time, and we're speculating it could be because he wants that record uh, of of consecutive defenses. I guess now do, does uh, this does this win streak mean anything to you? Like mean like do you look at like oh, I want to break a record? Or how do you feel about that when it comes to fighting and records and things? Yeah, you know I. I'm trying to leave a legacy, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to be one of the greatest to ever do it, and uh, you know I'm trying to be one of the greatest champion. I I totally agree with DJ. You know, because look at me. I, I know how DJ feels right now. Like people are like, oh, what do you mean? You know how DJ feels? Imagine if D, DJ fought TJ, and TJ didn't make weight, and DJ was like, you know what? I should fight. TJ wins, and he don't get a title defense. And, uh, you know, it doesn't count. That whole camp is for nothing. It doesn't go, it just get pretty much money and, you know, it's cool to win or whatever, blah, blah. 
But you look at my record, you know, uh, I got the most wins in, in the division. I was supposed to have one more win in, in this division, but I had one of my fights on this win streak was at 150. And it wasn't because of me, it was because of the person coming in, you know. And, and I understand with 10 days notice, and I took the fight on short notice, the fight, and then the person I took the short notice fight for got hurt. And then, and then, uh, and then the guy stepped in on 10 days notice and they was like, Oh, I can't make 45. I was like, are you like, it's crazy. And I was like, make, t I was like, no, make 45. You know, I just, you're a professional make the weight. And then they was like, Oh, well, you're not going to, you're not going to get a fight because he can't make 45. I was like, well, whatever, I'll fight whatever you want. The 150. So we fought 150, which is funny because I fought a Leonard Garcia on 10 days notice and I made 45, you know, and this guy over here. I was in the UFC already, and I did that. You know, and this guy over here made his debut and, and whatever, and pretty make 45 or whatever, so it kind of pissed me off. You know, that's why like, a lot of people was like, oh, yeah, you know, your your win is this much in the featherweight division. It kind of robbed me of one, you know? So you're so saying that, that that might be, that would would that not count towards his streak then? Like, if, if, if TJ didn't make weight and he won, would yeah, that? Yeah, it, it would not, because my, my, my one doesn't. My 150 fight doesn't count. Every, um, one time I was, like, I was watching the pre-fight show when I was on, like, the, when I was on, like, six and or seven, and they was like, oh, Max only got six wins. I was like, no, you're wrong. And then they was like, then they was like, no, you're wrong. One of your fights is at 150. I was like, holy shit. I didn't even account for that. I didn't think, you know, because I was so used to the being a 45. I was like, this is horse manure. That's interesting. You know? that's, that's, that, 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 is a, that is an interesting take that I hadn't thought of. So basically, if let's say TJ, T, maybe that's why TJ wrote, I'm waking up at 143 or whatever he wrote. So if, if TJ Dillashaw did not make the weight and they had to fight at a little higher, would that still be a championship fight or no? It wouldn't be for the belt. No. So it wouldn't count it as would, a defense. Okay. It, yeah, like even like I don't think it was kind of defense because then even like when I fought the, it was kind of weird when I fought Pettis and Pettis didn't you know Pettis didn't make the weight or whatever and uh, and I still got the belt so I don't know how it works with the title defense but yeah the one fifty like they made it a catch weight bout you know so I I don't know man it makes no yeah. sense I it, it just it, I I understand where uh, um, DJ is coming from and um, you know and just he just. Trying to leave his legacy, you know, he's trying to break that record and, and you, secure it. Yeah, secure it, man. Yeah, but you got in that situation with you and uh, Pettis. He, if he would have won, they wouldn't have gave him the belt. That's, you, that's yeah, the you, is that what you were about to say, uh, Chris yes, Producer? Yes. See, we're right here in sync. Uh, <laughs> so but, TJ yeah. would be defending his title, but if uh, if TJ was heavier and won it, he wouldn't get the belt. But DJ would count as a title defense no, if TJ made the no, if DJ made the weight, right? I I don't believe so. <laughs> I think that I don't was know, a weird... because Max versus um, Anthony Pettis was interim, so I don't know if yeah, it was different because of that. You know, it's a, whole, a couple of different things, but yeah. whatever. I don't know the whatever yeah. we're just speculating, but okay, that that's a good that's a really interesting point, Max, and, and I definitely had not uh, thought of it like that. How did the Brazilian fans treat you? Uh, we just talked to Brian Kelleher, who they did not treat us kindly after his win. Uh, yeah. How how were they to you? It was great, man. You know, you know, Brian. That, that was, you know, with Brian Kelleher, the way he went out, like you know, like the way he went about it after it was kind of crazy. You know, it's like <laughs> he made a debut and, and and whatever. You know, and that's him. You know, that's him, but. You know, and me, I, I'm always respectful, you know. And then and I didn't go around and shove it in their face or whatever, you know. It's just, I understand the business part, and I understand that they was... This guy was a national hero, you know. Uh, he just... Um, the interesting thing was uh, Pedro Sauer, our, our affiliate, um, my my my, uh, uh, um, my professor, Rylan, who he got his black belt for, is uh, Pedro Sauer, and uh, 
Pedro told us when we booked the fight that uh, in January, uh, Jose Aldo, they dropped a um, documentary on Jose, and he's like a national hero now, ever since that documentary. And um, and they were saying, like, you know, it's going to be crazy. And, and I expected it, you know, so I knew going into it what would, what happened, you know. And, and like I said, you know, the best thing that happened fight week is that was that open workout, man. You know, you know when, you, when you're about to get in a cold water or a hot tub and you put your feet first? Yeah. Just to check and be yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, okay, oh, now I know. And that was that was that was me checking checking the checking the temperature. You know, I put my hand in first, I put my feet, and I was like, oh, okay, this is all what I get. And then fight night, I just went on in and jumped on in. You know, that's what it was. You know, it, they're gonna support their countrymen. You know, they're gonna support your countrymen, and you gotta respect that. So, how was the I, open I was workout? Like, I I loved it. You know, you saw me cheering. I was cheering. Uh, boom, Baba Hill with them. I, you know, I didn't care. You know, at the end of the day, if this was like, um, okay, you know, ten seconds, the whole crowd can get in there, punch back in the face. That's a different take. Sure. You know, and then you kind of think like, shit, I don't want to fight in there if the whole crowd can come in and <laughs> beat me up. And then they go back and we go back to fight. No, I'm fighting one man. You know, and then there's another man or woman in there with us, in the fight. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I, I knew what it was, and I don't know what it was. You know, I, I was saying. I told my coach to them after after the fight, like, man, the crowd wasn't that bad. It was kind of like the Canadian crowd, my last fight. Was, and a couple of them was like, man, I don't know where you were in that fight, but uh, it was loud as shit. And I was like, what? Sorry. And I was like, what? I was like, I don't know. I was in the zone. I was focused. I must have been focused because I didn't really hear. I, I heard them be loud one time, <laughs> and that's when I dropped Aldo. And all I heard them was chanting Aldo, and I was just telling myself, no, he's not getting up from this. This is this is. I need to finish it now. Yeah, this you, is my time, and uh, you know, got it done. Yeah, you were in the zone, man. But uh, let me tell you, I saw that. Um, I saw the video of you returning home, the champion, oh, yeah. and oh, your yeah. your people love oh, you. Yeah. Oh man, that was oh, a yeah. that was a great video. I saw you get out of the bus. You were in like a party bus or something, right? You got out, and yeah, people yeah. are just hugging you. And oh, what a how, tell me about that. How great that was, man! I can't, you can't, you can't put it into words, man. It was like thousand people, uh, at least, wow, at least nice. a thousand. And I like, I got there at like three o'clock, and I didn't leave there till like seven. I made sure I took picture of everybody there, man. It was like after a long flight and everything. <laughs> I was like, man, this is this is amazing. I was like, you know, I just. Man, I, you know, I, I would tell you know you 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 know Chris Wy you you know of you go to Chris Wyman, Chris Wyman's family, you know they you can go ask his wife about how, what why and I what Macaw what this site is, you know this is a site where people don't want to come, you know the drugs and the fighting, we just yeah. get bad rep, and then to, to bring it to see hope, you know we have this pride, you know everybody has this pride, like it's in them, you know we just had to bring them out and I'm happy I'm one of the guys helping it bring out and look like you know this is great things can come not only from kids from Hawaii not only kids from Hawaii from all over the world no matter where you are if you work hard enough and you put your time your dedication your effort and sacrifice and hard work you can be whatever you want to be you know it's in you it's in your people around you you just gotta you, you gotta be a change you know be the change change the world one step at a time and um that was the plan, man. That feeling, it was amazing. I watched that video a bunch of times, and it just, the emotion, and you see me screaming, man. Yeah. You know, you see me screaming. Oh. You know, you see Sarah, you know, you know how it feels. You know, you were the world champion one time. <laughs> Cloud nine. You know how it feels, so. Yeah, the, the, the difference is, when I returned to JFK Airport, I think it was just my wife's cousin's <laughs> head with some cardboard things. Really? <laughs> yeah, the sport got bigger. <laughs> 
I just, I didn't have a, res- I didn't have the reception that that Max got. But I listen, much deserved, Max. And I'll tell you, what a, what a mature dude at twenty five, yeah. Max. What the hell, man? Look at you. You, uh, you, props to your parents, man. You got brought up right. You're what a, look at this guy, man. Man, hey, the real MVP is my, uh, you know, is it, it, my grandma and my, and my grandpa. You know, you know, my mother. I, I love my mother. You know, she was, uh, you know, her story was pretty crazy. You know, she was, uh, she was a crazy drug addict. You know, she's. She's clean and sober now, and, and and like I tell people all the time, you know, it's not how you start the race, it's how you finish, and I loved her, and she knew what she was doing, so she made sure we was okay with my grandma and grandpa, and, you know, my grandma and grandpa, the cool thing is that, you know, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't have this hard life, you know, I'm not going to really sit here and like, I had this hard life and this and that, because I really didn't, you know, my grandma and grandpa, they always made sure we had whatever we needed, you know, we, we never, never less and never more, we always... They always made sure we always was we're taking we had a roof over our head, we had hot meals, we had you know, it was uh you know, my grandpa made sure we, we had chores, we had to do stuff. So the real MVPs is is my grandma and grandpa man, you know, and uh you know, I love them. You know, I I owe them the world and uh I just have it like the way like I, I can't explain it, man. The way that my mom, the way my grandma looked at me and you only dream of making them proud, you know, and uh, you know, it's just the beginning, you know, it's I got a lot more to do and a lot more stuff that I want to make them proud of. You know, it's it's, ha- it, it's great to see the, the the twinkle in the eyes, the smile they look at me. You know, when I came home off the stuff, and even my son. You know, it's like this guy. Uh, I, I'm leaving a little legacy behind. You know, I want I want to lead by example. You know, I can only tell him so much, but you know, actions always speak louder than words. So I only hope he he becomes you know the the like, 100 times better than me, you know? It's, that's what this world is about, you know? That's what I've been telling people. This world ain't about nothing really, but, you know, leaving a leaving a mark and changing one person. If you can change one person, you know, then, you know, my job here is done. My job here is pretty complete. Hey, hey Max, I have a question for you, too. You said when you got off the plane, and you said this is the place people don't want to come because of the drugs and the fight. Is there a bad area of Hawaii? Like, I, I've never heard of that. <laughs> Didn't you see yeah. Dog the Bounty Hunter? Of course there is. is, is yeah. But I didn't know that. Is there is there like a really dangerous area in Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, 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 yeah, Wainai why, why is crazy. I don't know if you see the memes, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, there's that super me, uh, that, that Superman meme of him drinking alcohol, whatever, it's like the top one is like, it's like, um, uh, did you ever, uh, it's like, I fight, I fight crime all over the world. And then underneath it says, it's F for Wainai. Over there is crazy, <laughs> or like, or, or like that Lion King one is like, it was like, oh, Dad, what is that dark side over there? It's like, and then it, they're like, son, you don't ever go to that dark side. That's why not. You never go there, you know. When they're looking off of Pride Rock, so it's it's crazy, you know. It's crazy, but it's you got some of the most genuine and great people here. It's it's very amazing, and uh, you gotta come, you know. If you guys ever in Hawaii, let me know. We, set up a barbecue at the famous Macaw Beach and uh, you guys will see how Hawaii get down. I'd love to go to Hawaii. And, and Max, before we let you go, just two questions. Who do you see? Now again, I know that you'll put fight whoever they put in front of you, but who do you uh, who do you kind of instinctively see might be your next fight? Uh, Cub Swanson, Frankie Edgar? I mean, I mean, who do you think might be in line? You know, at the end of the day, you know, everything is so fresh. You know, I, I want to I wanna take my time and, and, and see, see what we got. You know, I, I want to defend my throne. And, you know, I, I got to sit down with my management first. We got to sit down with Dana. We got to sit down with Dana. We got to talk. I want to talk to him about, you know, you know, getting paid now. He told me before, you know, it's, this is big game hunting. You know, the bigger the the bigger the, the, the game you bring in, the, the bigger paychecks you, you can cash. So, 
you know, I, I think I, I got a big head on Saturday, so it's time to cash in. And first things first is that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I never, ever backed away from a fight. I never turned down the fight. I wanted to fight everybody in the damn division. I've been calling out everybody, and now it's flipped. You know, now it's flipped. So we see what happens. You know, if I didn't fight you before, get ready. Get ready. Keep telling yourself that that you're going to do this, this, and this, because it's a different animal when you step in there with me. Yeah. And then if I did fight you before, you know, just, you know, it's you already know what's going to happen. You know, you're going to come in, and you're going to take another L. So whatever, you know, everybody's on the chopping block. You know, I got a couple... We got a couple of guys that didn't fight in the top 10, and uh, I want to fight all of them, you know? Leave no question. Like I said, I ain't running through, I, I ain't racing through my division. I'm I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to smash everybody. I'm trying to make no question. I'm trying to be one of the greatest to ever do it in this, in, in the world. And final question, buddy. Did you ever get your uh, your shake after your meet obligations on Saturday night? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I got three of them. Oh, you said, okay. I got three of them. What's your I favorite got, flavor? I got I got one bowl. Uh, it was a big bowl of it, and then I was sitting there thinking, like, man, Max, you leave, you leave today, you know? Like, come on, go get it. So I got a glass, oh. and then after I finished the glass, we were sitting down for like half an hour, and then I was like, Max, you're leaving, you know? I just kept telling myself, like, there's not this in Hawaii, so you know what? We did another one, all with acai, powder milk. <sighs> Ice cream and cashews. Ooh. It's the winning. It's the winning team, man. So <laughs> All right, buddy. Congratulations, man. We we are definitely fans, and we're very happy to see you uh, to win as a, especially as decisively as you did. Yeah, man. And you're the new featherweight champion, so I'm sure we'll see you for a long time to come. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Have a great one, man. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to you again, Max. Take care. Congrats, champ. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. He's such a he's a nice dude. dude we, we hung out with him in Vegas. He's a really dude, good, a good bigger, guy. I'm a bigger fan now. Dude, what, first of all, what a mature 25 year old. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Props to the grandma and grandpa on that. Yeah. Oh, what a, see, that's what I'm saying. Make, he makes the right decisions. Yeah, you know what I mean. What a what a what a what a great guy and what a great fighter and what a great Tremendous. fight. Tremendous. Oh man. Really right. quick, before we get out of here, sure. this 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 weekend, uh, I am excited about that Mark Hunt fight and the Derek Brunson fight. The co-main event is going to be. Is something else I'm really looking forward to because Dan Kelly's last fight was great. Derek Brunson's a tough dude. I am looking forward to that. What else did you want to talk about? Well, I'm going to be uh, performing coming oh. up at the end of the month in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, June 30th and the 1st of July if you're a fan of this show. I will also be in Nashville in the middle of July. I will be uh, in Montreal at the end of July oh. and I will be at the Borgata in uh, Atlantic City, August 5th. Just stay there. This was great. Thank you. Jimmy had a great time, Jimmy. Let's just end it right now because we, we can't make this more perfect. What a great show. Thank you, Max Holloway, and thank you, Brian Kelleher. And, of course, Chris the Delight is your new nickname, and we'll see you next week if we're alive. Yeah, that nickname's not sticking. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.